lot of things been on my mind lately A lot of things I've been ruminating and contemplating A lot of things have been stolen and taken by Satan A lot of things I don't know about, I'm just trying to make it But he can't phase me, forget the 10 My Lord God made me, I ain't talking Mike Gill Word to the underground, yeah we making noise And if you didn't know about us, yeah we them boys We be spitting smoke Alright and welcome to the Heavy Ready Show I'm your host Oswey Bora And today I have Ronda Long hey, you know what I'm saying What's up Ronda? What's going on? Much, dude, thanks for staying up super late with me Bruh. and drinking milk. And <laughs> as I'm drinking bro, some you're not finna coffee, def- bro. Listen, <laughs> listen. You gotta put the cream in it. It gotta be more cream than actual coffee. Look, I'm gonna show you the you picture. Understand? Okay, you're gonna see it. Yeah. All right. You let me know what which one's coffee. All right. If it Rondi's, if that's your kind of coffee. Anyways, bro, it's good. This, bro. <laughs> I'm enjoying my coffee over here, though. Uh, no, at good. the end of the day, it just like goes to what you like. Yeah, yeah. it goes to what you it's like. Light, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you like smell, but it's okay. <laughs> he like black coffee. <laughs> I do like very black, black. very. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, let's get uh, to it, man. Yeah. Uh, honestly, super pumped to have you on, and uh, uh, I'm glad real, to be real, here. real quick, man. Like those of you who are listening, if you really love that intro. Uh yeah, that's my boy Rondi, aka J Kid. <laughs> so yeah, all right. So let's before we start talking about what we talking about, uh, uh. I want to hear a little bit of story about J Kid. How how all that come about? Well, um, bro, to be honest with you, I legit like, I I, I didn't know how to write. Like I remember one time, like this is the first time I ever like tried to write a rap down. Uh. <laughs> I was in my seventh grade class. And I was like, I had a notebook, and I was just like sitting in the back of my classroom just writing. It was like one of those test days. You know how you have extra time and stuff. Right, right, right. Bruh, legit. It was an actual dude in there that really knew how to rap. Huh. And so, uh, they like lunch came and went, and then when we came back, they got a hold of my notebook while I was in the restroom. <laughs> Bro, like three or four dudes <laughs> in the back just laughing. Dang. And I saw the, when I walked in the room, and I saw the notebook that they had, I was like, Yo, they were just just laughing. As soon as I came in the room, just bust out laughing, bro. It was Dang. so discouraging. Wow. And I did not write ever again until I was about eighteen. Wow. And so, um, and it really, it started after I like I gave I gave my life to Christ and then got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Mm. And then I just started writing, and it was a. Bro, I recorded my first ever song, um, in Garage Band. It was like two thousand oh eight <laughs> Garage Band, uh, and it was called Diamond in the Rough. And wow. I, uh, it was about basically my future wife, <laughs> and yeah, and that, that is, was, it, is that what you were referring to earlier before we yeah, started recording? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. And so like legit, like that's what started me, and I sent it to like uh, one of my friends. He's like, bro, this is really good. Like, huh. do you what do you what kind of mic do you have? I was like, dude, I just I did it on the like a it was like a little like five dollar mic my dad bought. Huh. And he's like, bro, this is really good. He's like, you have wow. a lot of potential. I was like, well, appreciate it. And that kind of started me there. Wow, that's yeah, cool. Where, where'd Jay Kid come from? Jesus Kid. So I was just trying to come up with huh. a name, and I was just like, ah, like hey, Jay Kid sounds sounds a little, you know, yeah, a little, little popping, you know what I'm saying? Okay, Jesus Kid. So that's kind of where that came from. Right. It was just like a, I was just like, yeah, it sounds this sounds dope. Man, that's pretty sweet, man. Like, yeah. uh, and that's cool too. Like getting past the discouragement when people are making yeah. funny and laughing at you, that's and tough, just, bro. um, just going going ahead and just stepping out. What really? I mean, uh, and then we'll go to our yeah. to our topic. For but sure. I mean, like that diamond in the rough. Was it just man? Like, was she so 
awesome that crush at the moment is like you nah. know what I'm gonna pick back wrap up I actually, like to me because like to, it's like almost <laughs> funny it's like hey these dudes made fun of me as I was rapping and man this man I actually like this girl hold up I'm gonna pick something up people made fun of me on man <laughs> nah. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it like, nah it wasn't like that at all okay. it was Diamond and Rough so the concept behind it was the, the hook was I'm looking for the right one and I didn't really have nobody in particular that I was just really looking at. And then sure. I thought it was like, yo, this is going to be my wife or whatever. It was just more of a like, all right, I'm a, I'm going to like put it out there that I'm act, I'm really looking for the right one. And I'm looking uh. for the one that God has for me. And so uh, Diamond in the Rough was basically the description of the woman that God had for me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of – and then the inspiration – I don't even remember where the inspiration came from, to be honest. It was just more of a – like I like I was like I gotta because I I kept thinking on it's like man I was like writing poems and stuff yeah yeah and um and it was just more like man you know I really need to try to put this to song form you know mm. and so I heard a well actually I do remember what inspired me it was a beat okay um, by by a dude named Graves. I stole a beat. I didn't pay for it. <laughs> That's when I first started. You know what I'm saying? You pulled off LimeWire, dude. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I had to pull it off. I had to go ahead and do that uh, SoundCloud MP3. <laughs> that converter, bro. Yeah. I did that, bro. I took that beat. Hey, take t- take notes. All right, we're going we're going to add you know a little tutorial on how. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> hey, bro, it's real easy. If you want, <laughs> you want me to show you how to do it, bro. I got you. But nah, like yeah, so legit stole that beat and like wrote over it and yeah, but put it on SoundCloud. It was do- it was dope, man. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Man, that's sweet, man. That's really cool. That's inspiring. Yeah. What would you say to somebody that like you know kind of went through the discouragement on just it doesn't have to be about rapping, just about anything. Anything, yeah. bro. If Legit, if you're supposed to be doing something, I don't care how bad you are when you start off. Mm. If you feel passionate about doing it, just do it. Like, mm. I, like one of my one of the guys that very very much um, inspires me is Steve Jobs. And when mm. he, Steve Jobs first started, he didn't know nothing about technology. Mm. Like, legit, didn't have any knowledge of technology or you know what it was, what computers were, all that stuff. But he he had a vision for something that no that somebody that nothing that Nobody had ever ever seen before. So legit, like, yo, if you have a vision for something, yeah, and you you have a desire to do something, and you notice this is the start of something big. Hmm. I don't care how how good you are at it, how bad you are at the beginning. Just keep doing it, man. And then eventually, you're just gonna pick up on it. It's gonna be real easy, man. Huh. Like, imagine if you know Steve Jobs would have got discouraged the first time he didn't know how to figure something out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, legit, like you just you gotta keep pushing, and you gotta believe in the vision that you have in your heart Mm, that's good man that's encouraging man absolutely yeah because i mean it's really easy guys to just you know just quit you know after you hit a wall and after you hit something you know a lot of times i think in in the christian world we see you know well i gotta wait for that open door i gotta wait for that open door and open door doesn't necessarily mean that it's always gonna be easy and you know sometimes those doors you gotta go kicking down doors you know what i mean uh it's just going where the direction of the lord's putting you and man if he pointed you towards something just humbly go after it make mistakes fail 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 i like that acronym of it's first attempt in learning so just keep doing it that's it but one of the things i always say is is it i either have wins or i learn the lesson Mm. no losses 
Yeah. I don't take L's. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Sometimes, oh, you've been oh, listening. Yeah, come on. Yes, man. sir. You know what I'm talking about, man. Come on. <laughs> Shout out Jay Maxwell. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually quoted that in one of my songs, dude. Oh, really? Legit. Yeah. Like, I was just like, sometimes you listen. I mean, sometimes you lose, or sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. So it was just like, bro, that's how I operate my life. Like, yeah. I don't take L's. I just learn from yeah. whatever it is that I'm like, if it wasn't a, if it wasn't a W, I learned my lesson. I'm like, yeah. Okay. And it's like, we do take L's. It's just, it's not losing. It's just, yeah, learning. Hey, I'm learning. Yeah, yep. exactly. Man, look at that. It's fire. You got a bunch of L's in here. <laughs> Are you an L? Are you learning right now? <laughs> no, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right. So let's talk about this. All right. Let's yeah. break this down. All right. So for those of you who are listening, uh, Rondi and I have a lot in common. It's not because we're black, okay? Um, <laughs> settle down. It's a joke, okay? But I'm done. <laughs> That's it. We're done. I'm, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. We're Hispanic, okay? Golly. Both of us. <laughs> hey, bro. Bonito, you know I have a great, great uncle. Bro. I ain't gonna lie. Probably, probably, probably very close to your skin tone. Really? Yeah. But no, for real. Bro, he could have been Cuban, though. You know them Cubans yeah, dark. Yeah, Cubans do get dark. <laughs> dark, bro. For real. They super dark. Oh, bro. my God. Their son, bro. It's crazy. It's nothing racist, all right, guys? <laughs> it's just the fact. You can tell, man. Me and him are, are alike. Bro, right. we are totally but, alike. I mean, skin color and race apart, all right? Us being alike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we pastors kids. Hey. PKs. Yeah, so shout out to all the PKs who Yo, are listening. And if you're not a PK, hey, you are blessed. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no. I was going along with it too. I was like, yeah, yeah you're yeah, blessed. Yeah, you're blessed. Yeah. You're blessed. Uh, but no, I mean, being, being a pastor's kid, man, let's really dive into the, that world and let's well, just kind of talk about that, man. Yeah. Like, for you, how was it being? <laughs> What's your dad's name? My dad's name is Rondy. Same as mine. I'm the you, third. You are Jay. Yeah. Or no, J- third. Oh, He's third. junior, oh, and then my grand my granddad is the first. The ah, okay. Yeah. Well, Mr. Rondi. Yeah. You are the man, sir. The yes, second, sir. the junior. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> but man, t- tell me about it, man. Man, you know, um, like, so growing up, I legit, like, experienced the presence of God in my home. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first time that, like, I experienced healing for myself. I was like five years old and uh, sitting in my great grandmother's uh, bedroom. I was sick as a dog, right? A fever. It was so mm. high. And um, my dad just came in, laid hands on me, prayed. And uh, I was, I immediately felt better. Mm. The fever totally went away. Wow. And I just remember like getting up and like, Yo, I feel good. Like, <laughs> I was running around the living room and, like, eating ice cream and just being my normal self again. I was just yeah. like, that was the very first encounter I, I had with, like, healing and the Holy Spirit and stuff. So, I grew up in a very, very um, spiritual home. My dad, I, I grew up waking up to hearing my dad speak in tongues. Wow. And, um, you know, that's just kind of, that, that's how they raised us. That, that's how they taught us. And Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah man. It was, it was a very, very spiritual upbringing. Yeah. So with that, um, what were the, like some of the positive? No, no. Let's let's start with this, okay? Because I want to I want to you know obviously go on a positive note yeah. with this, but like being a pastor's kid, you know, I just we we've talked about this on yeah. some certain things. What were some of the things that were challenging for you as a pastor's kid? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, being a, a preacher's kid is. Uh, hey, one one thing. Yeah. As you're gonna say this, yeah. hey, being a, being a pastor's kid. 
just be prepared that your junk is going to be preached on. Like, there's going to be a message gonna about be stories your, your junk. All about you. And it was just yesterday. Time. Like, come on, Dad. Yes. Let, that, let that one heal. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, Dad. It just happened last week. Like, come on. Right. Um. Yeah, man. Like, it was so much, dude. I, I think, so I actually shared this analogy with you. So, yeah, yeah. being a preacher's kid is like being in a room with somebody that's cooked chicken. Like, that's fried chicken. You ever been in a room with somebody that was frying chicken? Yeah. And, like, you just been around the chicken smell? Come on. And then you come out of that kitchen and, like, you smelling like you... You like people like what, bro? Did you just bro, it's try like, some chicken, bro? bro? It's, it's like working at Subway, man. Like I hated that because you every time at Subway? I did, that was my, like my first job. And I remember crazy. like I'd always smell like Subway bread and just ugh. yeah, just being around it. And, yeah. and so that's kind of what being a, a preacher's kid is like. You know, like you don't you don't get born with the automatic relationship with God, right? right. So like you got to go through the process just like everybody else. You can't right. get saved off your parents' salvation and their walk right. with God, right? So. Right. Legit, like, you get born, your parents consecrate you, especially if they're in ministry. They're going to do, they're going <laughs> to bless you, they're going to pray over you and all that stuff, right, right. and they're going to set you apart for ministry most of the time. And uh, so, like, legit, like, it, it, no matter how hard you try, you cannot get away from God. Like, legit, right. like, you you end up being smelling like chicken even though you ain't the one cooking it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so that's what being a preacher's kid was like for me. Mm. It was just like, bro, I can... It was the identity of knowing who I was and and who God made me to be mm. and why he put me in this. I remember asking God so many times, huh. God, why did you place me in this family? <laughs> I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a minister. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to be a preacher. I don't want to mm. be in ministry. Right. And um so, you know, my experience was just like, yo, no matter how hard I try, no matter what I do, I just I can't get away from it. Mm. I can't get away from God. I can't get mm. away from the call that he has on my family is like, I just can't. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of how it was for me. No, man, I can totally relate to that. I mean, I know for like even myself, uh, speaking of uh, smelling like chicken, we didn't smell like chicken growing up, man. We smelled like tamales, pasta, <laughs> like, you know, tortillas, okay. Uh, man, or, or shout out to my native side. Tamales. You know, we smell, Come smell on. like some popovers. Come on. Come on, man. Papusas, boy. Hey, what you call me? <laughs> but, no, uh, you know, it's so true though in ministry, like man, being surrounded and being engulfed in that. <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. But being, yeah, but being engulfed in that is so true, man. That you just you smell of it, man. Yeah. You smell like ministry. You smell <laughs> yeah. like there's a time. So like kind of BC. Well, not necessarily BC because I I accepted Jesus Christ uh, when I was thirteen. How about wow. you? Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. So when I was thirteen, I accepted Jesus Christ as my my Lord and Savior. Um. But I remember when I got into junior high, I started kind of drifting off in my relationship. Right? Mm. I was just, you know, being that runaway, being that poster boy, mm. poster, uh, pastor's child, right? Pastor's kid. But I remember uh, I was trying to buy weed, dude. Mm. And uh, the drug dealer wouldn't sell it to me because he knew my dad. Oh, and he was like, nah, nope. Sorry, bro. Can't <laughs> do you. I'm like, what, dude? This is money. <laughs> nope. Okay. That's crazy. Right? But it's because of that smell of ministry yeah. being on you yeah. and just... Hey man, there's just something about it when you know another generation of of a pastor, and not saying that all pastors' kids are going to end up being pastors, but they're they're definitely going to be pushed in a sense to ministry, yeah, um, or pushed in the sense of being making an impact. Yeah. You talked about a scripture about when you, uh, parents raise their kids. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's a scripture in Proverbs that literally says, 
raise a child up in the way that he should go and he's he won't depart from it mm-hmm. um and so like legit like i i really call it the samuel uh syndrome you mm-hmm. know how like his mom like prayed all this stuff over him before he was even born yeah so like samuel was like he was set aside as a prophet yeah, yeah. as an early child bro hmm. like as a real early child like he was in the temple as a child yeah. Like seeking the Lord and like asking him and trying to get direction, heard from the Lord as a child. Wow. So you know um, that's kind of how it is in ministry, man. And and you know, like I said, most ministers they consecrate their children, they set their children apart yeah. for the work of the ministry and to you know keep the legacy of ministry going in the family and right. everything. Um, and so I know for me, man, it, it didn't matter what I did. I could right. try to get with as many girls as I wanted to. I could try to. It was God always protected me in those situations, on, and like when I was around friends that was like leading me down the wrong path, and right. yo, you know, hey, let's go skip school. That it was just something I can't do it. Yeah. I can't, no matter how hard I wanted to, <laughs> yeah. no matter how hard I tried. There was times where I would just like <laughs> I'd be trying to go over to a girl's house and be like, yo, okay, I'm gonna come over to your house around this time. You know how I go, <laughs> and like, like legit, like they just switch up on me last minute. Like, no, you can't come over here. <laughs> or like on. or like my dad's like hey let's go we're going over here or my mom tell me hey we're going over here yeah and like legit like i had to tell him i couldn't come it's like all those different instances where god just protected me i yeah. saw his protection yeah. and his hand on me and it was just mm-hmm. crazy to me man it's good man and he's so faithful like that like yeah. i remember there were times where being in a car where you know we've been drinking and it's just like man like god you literally protected us man like you had your hand yeah. on us man yeah. like it's good but here's one thing i want to throw out too even though we're talking about pastors kids but and this is why i want to really bring it up with you Rondi, yeah because your dad obviously has imparted you know his self into you in a sense of yeah. where uh you know papa papa Rondi, come on uh, el, el papi come on el senor, yeah, you know you hey, know you know what's going se- on seriously man like <laughs> what you have poured into your son is awesome and you yeah. can, I can smell the chicken you've been cooking, man. And <laughs> hey, that's good, man. Yeah, you know I'm saying, yeah, you know I'm saying. Cause we eat a lot of chicken back in that's Houston. Finger bro. looking good, Popeyes, right? Bro. Yeah. But no, no, like seriously, uh, you can tell what you have poured into him is is there, and it's it's just coming off. It's just coming off you, man. Yeah. And what's cool about that is, and this is the whole reason I want to bring this up, mm-hmm. is you don't have to be pastor's kid in order to receive that Mm. you know what i mean yeah what that comes from is just someone who because a pastor right and uh your dad probably was like this too but i mean any minister you know they're called to minister the word minister the gospel yeah but all that comes from is just a relationship with god yeah you know what that's I mean? It. Yeah. That's that's all it bleeds from it, yeah. and that's you know it's just a relationship with God. Yeah. Like I remember uh, being a young minister at one time, and just it just hit me at one point because I remember people were all like, "Oh man, it just seems like the pastors are always you know they're closer to God, they're closer right. to God in some sense." Right. But it's not. Right. They just have a relationship and knowledge and understanding and revelation about God. Yeah. That's why they receive this blessing. That blessing is for everyone yeah right absolutely but as a minister they're dedicated to bury their face in that word and bury their face in that promise where they're they can see it for themselves absolutely right so i'm saying all this for us you know think of it when you're raising your kid or if you're raising kids right now you know 
you don't have to be a pastor in order to have awesome children or some crazy Absolutely. children. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Or to have some children that are going to be safeguarded. You know, it's just it comes back to Proverbs. Of, like you said, man, if you train them and lead them right, man, they're going to stick to the path. Yeah. I have some awesome people behind this camera that, man, you know, their family may have not been pastors, uh, but you know what? They have a relationship with the Lord or they were surrounded by people who had a relationship with the Lord. And man, they have ministered, trained them up. And now they're on this path with us. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and I'm saying all that because again, you don't have to be a pastor's kid or you don't have to be a pastor in order to bless your children. You can Absolutely. do that in your relationship, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's so good. You say that. And you know, one of the things my dad always said when he was, um, when he would started when we first started our church yeah. uh back home in Houston King Church of Houston if you're watching hey. uh he he would always say look I'm just the pastor <laughs> and like people would look at him like yeah we know you are the pastor and he would be like no I'm just the pastor like mm. that's a role he's like you can do everything that I'm doing up here yeah come on how I minister everything he said this is Church ain't just for the pastors just to do everything, the flow and all Come that. On, he said, this is a body of believers. Mm -hmm. We should all be flowing. We should all be doing our part. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We should all be one body. We're, it's different body parts, but it's still one body. Yeah. We should all be flowing like that. So, mm -hmm. like, legit, like, it doesn't matter if you're a pastor's kid or not or whatever. But if you're a believer, you're a Christian, you can consecrate your Come children on, just like a pastor would, just like a minister would. It doesn't matter. You can set your children apart for the work of the Lord and whatever their calling is in the body of Christ as well. Dude, you should like preach or something. Bruh, I'm, I'm legit. <laughs> legit was a youth pastor, bruh. This is what I do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. That's a good word. Yeah. Uh, just for time's sake, man, uh, this is something that I ask every guest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is one thing that you failed at and what have you learned from that? Who? All right. And as you, as you think about so as you think about it, <laughs> Uh, again, I asked this question, um, one, if you guys, you know, follow the heavy revy show, uh, I have a segment on Fridays that's called failing forward Fridays. Only time I do a live video and I talk about something that I've messed it at, mm. you know, because w a lot of times I think we'll use an, a failure as an excuse to mm -hmm. say, uh, I, I'm, I'm not cold anymore or, mm -hmm. ah, I can't be a ministry anymore or mm -hmm. I, ah, you know, God doesn't view me in the oh. right way. Those are all lies, man. Yeah, absolutely. All lies. Absolutely. And the thing is that, you know what, God loves you, failure and all. And again, the thing is just, you know, hey, another Maxwell, you ready for it? This is failing forward. Yeah. You miss it. Just move forward. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what it comes down to. So that's why I asked that question too. And also people can be inspired by People who are in front of cameras, people Absolutely. in front of mics, and Absolutely. they may feel, and you know this as PKs too, they may feel some kind of way of like, oh my gosh, they must have it all together. Oh, <laughs> no, no, not, I don't. No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. our, da our dad's back home. We know. <laughs> <laughs> legit. Our whole family's back home. We know. Yeah. Yeah, but, legit. But again, that doesn't separate you from doing what God has called you to do. Absolutely. Man. Just step out, man. Absolutely. It, it's okay. So all that to say. Yeah, one thing you felt at what you man. Um, so <laughs> I, I've 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 been in ministry um, pretty much all my life. So you know, since I was a kid, I was in some form of just helping out, doing something, mm -hmm. and helping my dad do stuff in ministry. And so um, when I got called to actually be a minister at twenty, um, my dad started using me as the youth pastor, as the wow. acting youth pastor at his church. Yeah. And so um, we were growing a group. We had a small group of. Uh, teenagers and everything, and it was growing, man. We were bringing new new kids, new people, new families mm -hmm. every week, 
And there was a girl that I was working with. She was actually my manager at the time. And uh, for, you know, my yeah. music and everything. But she was also helping out in the church. And so she was my assistant. Mm-hmm. And so legit, like, we were growing. And we worked so well together. It was crazy. Um, and then from that, you know, it, it, it was more, we spent a lot of time together. We spent a lot of, you know, a long time just discussing stuff. Yeah. And, bro, you know, if you got two people that are, like, just, you know, they're single and, bro, you, you've been single for so long, you'll find anybody attractive. You you know, like, you'll have a connection with anybody. Like, legit, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just being real. So, like... We were we were always you know meeting together and coming together and trying to just you know work on ministry stuff sure. and we connected that well that mm-hmm. way because we were very good at working together. Right. Um, so one night we went out to a concert and we were actually I was actually trying to network with a lot of the rappers that were there and stuff. Yeah. And um, legit, like afterwards, like she she actually did some things during the concert to give me some numbers and connections oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I was like, man, that's dope. Like, I really appreciate <laughs> you doing that, you know? And uh, it, the relationship just kind of grew from there. And, like, we just connected on a totally wrong basis. Like, mm. ended up just, like, getting physical, kissing and all that stuff. And it just really messed stuff up. Mm. And uh, I remember uh, <laughs> after my dad found out, because I didn't tell him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, legit, like... She was the one that went and told my dad. Wow. And it made me look at myself like, dude, I couldn't even go up and tell my dad what I did. Mm-hmm. She did that. She has more character than me. Mm. And um, so, like, he literally sat us down. He's like, yo, I'm so disappointed. Wow. Like, I'm so disappointed. Like, mm. why y'all didn't come to us at the very beginning when this stuff started happening? Yeah. When y'all, when you started to forget feelings and all that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. And then what I learned from that. Cause I was so devastated. I was like, dude, I'm just, I'm yeah. a failure in ministry. Mm. You know, I, I can't do this. Mm. I'm not set up. I'm not built for this. Yeah. But what I learned from that was you got to guard yourself in ministry. Mm. You got to guard your heart. Yeah. And you can't allow your, what you don't have, the lack of what you don't have, the lack of not having something, um, dictate what you go after. Mm. You just can't, especially in ministry, because you, you're going to always go the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So I felt like at that time I had a lack of, you know, of companionship, yeah. of love from a significant other. Mm-hmm. And I was perverting the ministry, perverting my relation, her, my ministerial relationship with her mm-hmm. to suit my needs. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that, like mm-hmm. in any case. So that's what I learned. Yeah. I learned that, bro, this is. The ministry is for the work of the ministry. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's like legit. Like when Jesus said, he didn't say I'm, I'm about my father's business, my father's ministry. I'm about my father's business. It's a business. Mm. And you have to separate business and pleasure. Mm. So when you get in the ministry, bro, you can't, you can't intertwine those two. You got to be very, 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 very concrete and, 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 and guard your heart, man. Mm. So that's what I learned through that experience. Man, that's some wisdom, man. Yeah. And just it's it's so true, and it's so cool to see where you're at now, though. You know what I mean? Like so, you bounce back, absolutely. big time. You know what I mean? Like absolutely. you didn't allow that to. That could have easily. I mean, I have family members, man, who have you know have missed it and slipped, and they're still spir- spiraling down in some areas. You but know what I mean? Because you know, they didn't they didn't bounce back. They didn't know the grace of God. Right. And you know that's one thing that I can say that I, I appreciate about you, Dad. 
Hey, Pastor Eli. Come on. But um, What's up, Dad? W- w- one thing I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I appreciate about you is like not only did you preach grace, man, but you practiced it. Man, you so practiced it for me, and I just and it, it sounds like your dad did the same, man. That he, you know, obviously he sat you down and yeah. he said, "Hey, yeah. you know," and I've had plenty of those. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Come on, but <laughs> I mean, the grace of God is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. It was, it was. My dad had a revelation of the love of God at a very early age, mm. and he always, always shared the love of God with me. Yeah, that's um, good. Even when he really wanted stuff for me, mm. he would back off. Mm-hmm. When I when he didn't see I was I wasn't going after it he would just back off of me wow. because he realized that the love of God is not forceful he's a, God is a gentleman you know he's wow. just gonna love you he's gonna keep loving you until you get it one day <laughs> and like legit like I learned the love of God from my dad and seeing him how he operated in ministry how he operated with the family yeah. just just loving people man and, mm-hmm. and legit that's how I bounced back was the yeah. love of God yeah I I had to rest in it I was like okay God still loves <laughs> me. This is a mistake. This is something that I did. Mm-hmm. I owned up to it. I repented from it. I'm not doing this no more. Right. And I'm just going to rest in the love of God. And he's going to carry me to the place that he wants me to go in ministry. Man, that's so dope, man. Yeah. Seriously, man. And it all comes down to that, y'all. It's just, it's the love of God. It's the that's goodness it. of God that leads us to repentance. Come on. And that repentance, you know, we hear that a lot in, in, in religious places of, you need to repent, you need to repent. Right. It just simply is a change of mind. Yeah. And it's just changing your mind because when you change your mind, the actions follow with that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, shout out, Dad. Thank you. Shout Thank out to you. Dad. Thank you, Dad. Papa Rondi. Come on. Man. Thank you, Dad. I appreciate you. You the man, sir. You know what you did. Yeah, you know what you did. You're a good father, man. I, I say that. I say that song about dad. I'll be messing with. Her. I was like, you're a good, good father. <laughs> For real though, like legit, man. My dad is awesome, bro. Love him, and mm-hmm. I, I'm sure, like your dad, just the stories that I've heard and, and yeah. things that you said about him, bro. Bro, it's just it's it's awesome to be in a family where your dad, your parents honor the Lord. Yeah. It's just such an amazing thing, bro, to be able to grow up in that, to see that, to know what that looks like. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. That's good. Shout out to moms, too, by the way. Hey, moms hey. be doing it, too. Yeah. And hey, mama, you know I love you, mama. <laughs> I love you, mama. My mama go hard, man. I'm going to tell you one. Never I'm going to I'm gonna tell you real. Hey. <laughs> you. I'm oh, just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to tell you one quick story about my mom. All right. Yeah. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. All right. Real quick. Just Legit, for you, mama, Ronnie. Just, just for mom. Just for my mom. Bro, I remember there was a time where I thought I hated my mother. Legit. Dang. Like, no, serious. Like, I just, because I just felt like she she just didn't care about me and stuff like that. Because yeah. she was, but bro, I was a knucklehead, bro. <laughs> I was just doing stupid bro, stuff. you still a knucklehead, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a little no. less <laughs> knuckleheadish yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm, yeah. But like, legit, so I had, a, God gave me a Come dream on, where legit my mom died. Wow. And like, in the dream, it was the. The only first and only lucid dream I've ever had huh. where I felt like I was literally in the dream, like it was really happening. Yeah. And I woke up doing it. Like I was crying in the dream when I found out my mom died. Wow. And I cried, I, I cried screaming like when I woke up. Dang. And like my mom came to me and I, I was like, mom, I love you so much. <laughs> it literally like the deliverance of all that bitterness and stuff. Yeah. It immediately left. Wow. It was so crazy, man. Moms are, huh. bro, I'm telling you. My mom is amazing. I love my mom so much. 
Hey, Mom, I love you, even though you slammed the door on my fingers and almost broke them. Remember <laughs> what? I, yeah, dude, I had to wear like a cash thing like that for a little bit. Oh, that's I tough. was a little baby about it. I was crying. But anyways, um, <laughs> shout out to you moms too. But uh, yes, mom. man, thank Rondi, thank you just for the time, man, Bro, just coming through and just, just sharing. Yeah, J-Kid, check him out. Check his music out. It's going to be dope. Yeah, it is. All right, love you guys. Peace. A lot of things been on my mind lately. A lot of things I've been ruminating and contemplating. A lot of things have been stolen and taken by Satan. A lot of things I don't know about, I'm just trying to make it. But he can't phase me. Forget the 10. My Lord God made me. I ain't talking Mike Gill word to the underground. Yeah, we making noise. And if you didn't know about us, yeah, we them boys. We be spitting smoke.